G'day trail runners, welcome to episode 12 of the Trail Runners Experience. On today's episode, I get to sit down with Beck Butler, an inspirational ultramarathon runner who has an incredible list of runs under her belt. And she, Beck runs ultra, ultra long distances. Um, and in today's podcast, we're talking about her experience at the Bigfoot 200 in the United States and Beck shares some amazing insights into running mindset and dealing with the highs and the lows and she also gets to talk about her amazing shop which is BKT Trail in Adelaide. Um, so yeah sit back or sorry no don't sit back put your running shoes on headphones on and enjoy the show. I'm sitting here in BKT Trail, Adelaide's only trail-specific running shop, and I'm sitting with the owner, Beck Butler, who is also happens to be an amazing runner. How's it going, Beck? I am fantastic, thank you, Daniel. Very good. Now, so glad that um, we can come and talk to you about your amazing running experiences in your awesome shop. Yeah, it's awesome to have you here. Yeah, no, it's cool. So, um, no, I love the shop. I'm looking at all these beautiful shoes that I want to buy. And <laughs> yeah, I could, me too. You know, go on a shopping spree. <laughs> yeah. and, um, but no, there's things to um, maybe drop hints to the family for, for Christmas yeah. and birthdays. and <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe I could do that. People can come in and just put stickers on things that they like. For family. Yeah, yeah, for family can come in and like they do like, with pictures, like in galleries. Oh, yeah, like you, yeah. You, you earmark them. Yeah. Earmark them, yeah. That's a great idea. No. Yeah. So you've recently, um, so so before we jump into it, maybe tell us a little bit about like who you are and you know, where you come from as a runner, you know? So because you've, you've obviously got a big store, I, I want to ask you all about your running endeavours, but where did it all start? Uh, it started when I was living on Groot Island and I, I've always run and I was running... So Groot Island, that's oh, up Gro in the Northern Territory, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, in the Gulf yeah. of Carpentaria and mm. I would be running along the freeway where all the toll trucks are um, and in the gym and a crazy teacher said to me, asked me what I, training, what I was training for and I said, I just run, I just always run and he said... Well, if you're going to run, then you need to run a marathon. And he'd run oh. a marathon. And when I heard it, it made sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he would pick me up. At so were you in high school at the time? No, 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 no. This was way, way. At high school, I was a hockey player. Um, oh, right. And that's what kind of, that's what always had me running for training. Um, no, this was in 2010 or something. Oh, uh, right. Nine, ten, nine, nine, 2009. So he would pick me up in the morning at about five in the morning after he'd been to the gym already. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then he would drop me down um, near the mine site, which is near the indigenous township of Anirugu, and he would drop me off down there um, a few mornings a week, and then I would run the 16 to 20 k's back again. And he would drop me off, go back to Ali Angola, and then he would get ready and then drive back down again to go and teach at the school down there. Right. Um, so he just did this, and yeah. so um, that progressed to running the Gold Coast Marathon. Yes. And I'm pretty, and I knew that from living and or growing up in the bush really that I would end up wanting to 
Run trail runs, but not but wanting to. It was the mind stuff. I knew that the longer you went, the more that your your mind came into play a bit. So even though Gold Coast Marathon was my first run, I knew that's where I would end up. And I think it was probably maybe that first run as well that I met Mari Ma from um, um, Travelling Fit. Yeah. And so through Mari Ma, went to the Paris Marathon, and then through Mari Ma, chatting to her, um, went to the Marathon de Saab and that's I would say that that's probably where it all really started the was Marathon in the desert. De Saab, that's a big jump from just a regular marathon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. when I so I was really scared. So, <laughs> and yeah. I so was yeah. For those that don't know, that's the, the Marathon of the Sands, isn't it? In, yes. In yeah. the Sahara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first ultra, ultra marathon I ever even heard of. Yeah. I, I met a guy that did it and I just thought he was like a god that he'd completed. I know, it. I it's thought crazy. It, it, hey? I thought he was the. I mean, he was a very fit guy, and um, he looked. He was just head to toe, like fit, you know. But like, yeah. He, looking back now, it's quite human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's bonkers, isn't it? And I guess because it was a grandfather of multi stages, it just yeah. had so much prestige up against it. And and Discovery Channel had had called it the hardest. Race yeah. in the world, wasn't it? So, yeah. and that's it. I mean, that's obviously we all know that everyone wants that title, or it's it doesn't. I mean, yeah, it changes from year to year now. Yeah, well, it's always just, a harder could, race. Yeah, you could just Ugh. tell people, and I say this, you could just tell people they that in this race you're not allowed to wear shoes, <laughs> and exactly. that makes it hard. Everyone's got to carry yeah. uh, lead weights <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah, 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 and blindfolded, and then yeah. that becomes the hardest. But so that and that was really scary, kind of going into it. The long day was, a long day was about 87K. So at that point, my longest had been 42.195. So I was really scared. So it was really good to be really scared, not scared in the backyard, but scared in the middle of the Sahara. And that was my first nighttime running too, yeah, which wow. I thought was going to be spooky, then realising it's spectacular. But yeah. Yeah, and it was born from there. So that family that I kind of met in those four different tents, the Australians and the New Zealanders, just became a family. Yeah, yeah. wow. How did you, how'd you go with the heat there? Because it's pretty hot. I think that Australians, from everywhere I've gone and how heat affects people, I think Australians um, deal with the heat better than most. Yeah, right. I think it's when Australians go to a race and hear that's going to be hot, they know they've got an advantage. Oh, really? Even though we we will say it's hot and we mm. can we we can feel Everyone the heat. Everyone feels the heat, yeah. Absolutely, and we do that, but we tolerate it better. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, hooray, go Australia in the driest, one of the driest continents yeah, in yeah, the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, in Adelaide too. I mean, I don't know. You sound like you've moved around a fair bit, but it's a very dry heat here. So I don't know. I mean, training for something like that. I trained in good. summer, yeah, and yeah. I would train. I, I might not head out till the middle of the day and yeah. start. And I was running through thirty to forty degree, degree days just to get your body used to it. Yeah, yeah and or get just used to consuming in. that much. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No, I am um, because you've got to drink that much. Like I, um, I tell a lot of my runners about um, when they call it drift with your heart rate when you're when it gets really hot. Yeah, the thing that the dehydration makes your heart rate shoot up. Yeah, so right. obviously. Huh. When, I mean, how well adapted you are. Because, I mean, your blood is mostly water, mostly H2O. Yeah. And so first thing that happens, you get dehydrated. You lose it out of your blood plasma. Yeah. And then you go, um, so you're sweating profusely. If you're sweating it all out to keep cool, your heart has to pump harder to compensate, to get the oxygen around. Yeah, because right. Because there's not as much yeah. vol- huh. volume in there. Yeah. So that's another reason why people like well hydration is so important but it is a very difficult balance to get right and yeah i mean there's statistically more people die 
of hypnotremia, yeah, which is too much, too much water, yeah. than dehydration. Yeah, yeah. And, we, and we hear a lot of that, I drink to thirst, but I think yeah. some people go, but I don't know what my thirst is. Yeah. <laughs> which is, what's my thirst? Yeah. <laughs> my, my philosophy has just always been drink small amounts, yeah. but, but often. Yeah, common sense, hey, just be sensible. Yeah. And that's the other really great thing about the Marathon de Sable was that there was so much literature around, mm. Not there wasn't a lot of literature around uh, nutrition and hydration, but there's a lot of literature around gear and and so that so my very first big run was i think there was more literature and advice than anything else yeah. so we went there absolutely like well prepared that would be a bit overwhelming almost so yeah like, it does actually scare the bejesus out of you which yeah. is cool which is great yeah. it's great to be spooked and then come out of the end of it and go huh yeah yeah it's amazing and so you completed that and what is it five day is it five days six day oh. One, two, three, four, five, six days, or seven if you run the long day over two days. Yeah. yeah. And the last day, though, which I really, really love at the MDS compared to lots of other races, is the last day. So you kind of finish and get your medal, but you're still out in the desert. And yeah. then the, often the Paris Opera, well, not, um, no, it wasn't really Opera, it was a Paris um, uh, uh, Musicians Orchestra. What are they called? The Philharmonic Yeah, orchestra? like that, like yeah. that. It's not quite, but it's, it's like that. They came over and played for us in the desert. Music or singing? Like, were there instruments? Ah, or? I just so long ago now. I'm thinking maybe it was the opera. Maybe there was more music, but maybe somebody was the singing. Choir, yeah. You know, I really can't. Maybe it was a choir. Maybe, it, yeah. So something pretty epic. Yeah, there'd be people listening yeah. going, this is what it was. We're so educated. Yeah, it, but they, and then the next day. It's you, a running podcast. It's not, yeah. a, it's not an <laughs> arts podcast. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. Yeah. These Paris musicians came over and played yeah. for us in the desert. Yeah. And then the next day we put on the Oxfam t-shirts. Yeah. Um, and it's a charity walk. And I love that for a number of reasons. Oh. One is that it's 7Ks, which is not... <laughs> Stretch which, the legs out yeah, a bit. It's yeah, it's nice. Um, it's, a lot of people may start to run it, but it's kind of... It, you're supposed to walk it together in unity. To get to be friends, yeah. Yeah, and I get that, that that's a really great thing for something like Oxfam, but even more so if we reduce that to our run world... To, to finish a race but still be in it and have everyone together. The yeah. other multi-stages I've done, you're still racing until yeah. it's over. And, I, yeah. and this this is really special. What And I, yeah, it's a really special, the 7Ks is really special. Yeah, uh, that'd be fun. They're a great way to finish it off, you know? Yeah, yeah I think, it's unity. Yeah, yeah. I am. Um, uh, and that, I think that is one of the things about the sport generally, uh, the sport of trail running that I think it is unique. You yeah, know, like it's a very, it's pretty. I mean, even in races, yeah, you, there's a real inclusiveness, and you know, I, I've never, you know, even here in Adelaide, it doesn't matter if the fast guys could be flying past you, but they'll still be nice and they'll still say hello, you know, like, yeah, and or the, you know, you know, if you're at the front of the pack or at the back of the pack, it's just a real, I don't know, I, I, I do, I mean, I, I think it's okay to race, it's great to race, yeah, I, I love to race, but like. It is nice how happy everyone is. Yeah, just, I think so too. You don't get as much in road running. Like I like, I like my road races too, but it feels like everyone's right. Got to, I'm a slave to those splits. You know, yeah. got, to, got to run those splits and can't talk to anyone. It's a, you know. Yeah, <laughs> put my earphones in and off I go. I think so too. I met Nikki Kimball at this one, and we've become ah. really good friends since. But oh really? She, yeah, and yeah. she came up behind me on the long day and she does it's just like she yells out to you and she hugs you and she gives you a good chat she's racing she won that year so she's racing but she's still stopping and yeah, chatting she... and embracing the people that she knows i mean she's an awesome awesome 
awesome woman. But she, she um, I saw that great documentary, uh, Finding Traction. Oh, I cried. I, yeah, I, it's oh, probably one of my yeah, favourite. Yeah. So she, beautiful and yeah. so. You know, she just wears her heart on her sleeve. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Yeah, it's she, a sign of real intelligence, hey, the yeah. way that she conducts herself. Like, and she, like, when she, because she went really low, she was just trying to break the record on that long, Your, long trail. Yeah. And she, she uses the emotion almost like fuel, you know, like. Yeah, and she's yeah. watching the editing of it. And yeah. I would obviously be saying, no, you've got to keep that bit in. Yeah. You've yeah. got to keep those bit when she's done at that. I mean, I know we. I mean, yeah. There's just there's but just. She's won countless races outright, hasn't she? Like she she, and this is something I wanted to ask you about. In a, like getting, she's a classic case of like a a a, a, a woman who has leveled the playing field. You know, yeah. in the sport, like you know, because you know she's not just first woman. You know, she's first. You yeah, know? absolutely. And, and how well she's done at Western yeah. States shows that as well. Yeah, yeah. but um. So yeah, Marathon de Sabs, and so most recently, we'll, we'll come back to some of this stuff, but we'll fast forward to just the last few weeks and you've come back from a rather big race yeah. in the States. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, for sure. I have just got back from being in the Pacific Northwest in Washington State around the Cascade Mountains where I ran the Bigfoot 200, which is a 206.5 mile point to point 200 race. miles, that's th over 320 kilometres if you're yeah, playing at home. Yeah, about 330 k's. Yeah. Um, and point to point, part of Candace Burt's Destination Trails Triple Crown. So they have the Bigfoot in Washington State, followed by Tahoe, um, around Lake Tahoe, California, and then Moab in Utah. Right. And yeah. so you've done the other one, the Tahoe. You I've done Tahoe. You haven't done the Moab one? Not yet. All right. Are you going to get the Triple Crown one day? Yes. Well, I won't get the Triple Crown. I won't do all do three it. in one year because I won't lot. go back and do. I mean, yeah, you can. I just. I'm. You'd I'm, have to almost stay there for the whole yeah, time. Yeah, for you? sure. I made yeah. up mind's going back to do it. Dave Giles is going back. To, he did the Triple Crown last year and stayed there <sighs> and did some. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, and then this year, because he just gets, he just puts his head down and just keeps moving. But um, and this year he's going. He's doing a bit of here and back, so that's that's yeah. a lot more difficult. But I'm not. I mean, it'd be great and fun to do them all in one year. But more importantly to me is doing them. Not. Yeah. I'm not that. Yeah. Yeah. You're allowed to be competitive. I know, but from what I you've told me already um, yesterday, saying you know competition in these kinds of races almost is almost rude. Yeah. Almost, yeah. Yeah. Most. Yeah. That's a yeah. good way of putting it. Absolutely. Yeah. It just becomes inconsequential. No one. Yeah. People are. You will always be wondering where you are and how well you went because you, that's how you judge by. You judge yourself by how well you've it's gone. It's human nature. Of yeah. The, to, and, a, to a degree. Yeah. Like yeah. how do you. Yeah. Like just knowing. Otherwise we can just wander off and do it on our own. Yeah. Yeah. So. But you don't. Like no one. Like I had no idea because I didn't have crew. I had no idea where I was placed wow. the entire time. Because you would never come into an aid station and ask. Yeah. It's just not what it's just not done. You don't even think about it. And you don't go to the finish line and ask either. So I didn't know yeah. until my MDS sort of family group chat were yeah. talking about that I'd that where I'd come and that was the first time I knew yeah. <laughs> by was how yeah, it was from them. So you did it. So you ran the three hundred and thirty kilometers with how many thousands of it's quite uh, Yeah, hilly. stacks of mountains, yeah. yeah. And so like Maybe take us through some of that. 
first of all, just statistics, how, how many hours did it take you? I can't remember. I don't know that either. Um, I think it was about maybe 83, 84, 82 hours. And I think the cutoff's okay. one... 110 hours maybe. Ah, so well inside the cutoff. Yeah. That's, you know, I mean, I'm so used to, like I, I, I've always said, like 100 kilometres is my, is the furthest I've gone. And, you know, I like that. It's nice. It's yeah, a big, it's a great it's a distance. Great distance. Yeah. It's all, it's all said and done with, within a day. You know, I can yeah. go home and, and sleep that night. It's not to say I'm not interested in multi-stage things, but at the moment, it's mind-blowing to me. And like people go, how can you run 100 kilometres? That's insane. Yeah. But then I, and then, I, so I feel like it's relative. Then I look at, okay, how can you run 200 miles? Like, so first, before we get to your training, tell us a little bit more about the race and sort of if you can take us through maybe, obviously it would take a long time to go through all of it, but maybe the highlight, highs and lows and or some of the experience of the day. Yeah. I call, so it was, um, it was pretty exciting kind of heading off, knowing I'd already run, I'd run Tahoe already, so that was pretty nice. Tahoe was such an amazing experience, so I went into Bigfoot knowing knowing I was going to have an amazing experience. So anytime I run mm. um, any of these big races, I know that I'm going to be a different person when I finish. I know I change. Yeah. For the and for absolute for all the really wonderful reasons. So that kind of really sort of excites me. But um, and heading off. Um, and people had been saying how much they loved Bigfoot, people who'd run it before. So it was really, really exciting. We headed off. And then the first day is a really interesting day in that we're not necessarily in the mountains where we're going over this massive area that's called the Boulder Field. And I'd heard about the Boulder oh, Field when I was in Tahoe. I've seen the pictures of that. It yeah. Looks, it looks hellish. Yeah, and it's not so bad, but it's hellish when people are like, people are flying along there. And yeah. I, I am really... Like I love going fun on the downhill, but over the boulder field, I just, I don't want to do anything that's going to cause me to roll an ankle and or so that's something. early on. Really, really early on. So we do a bit of yeah. a climb and then we're straight into the boulder field, which is great. So you're going over it when you're not fatigued. So, so scrambling. Yeah. 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 And I got really like little legs, like they're short. So <laughs> somebody came past, Dion came past and just said, this is where long legs are handy. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then the rest of it we're in the blast zone and i for, coming from spending time up north i thought the blast zone was a mining area like yeah. this is but it's not this is where mount saint helens um erupted oh. in the early 80s so there used to be all this forestry yeah um and i think um cabins for school groups to come up to um and it was amazing but now there's nothing and wow. it's a massive, so it hasn't regrown since. Well, that's what I don't understand. I'd like, yeah. yeah, I'd have to look more into that because that's what I was. That's what I'd asked my companion at that time, saying I would have thought with all the um, volcanic soil that things would have grown back or they would Even have better, planted. Would think, yeah. yeah, but nothing sort of. So that was and it was really, really, really hot. So that was a yeah. really difficult day um, until I mean, and as you can imagine, the um, in these mountains and it's all quite. That, yeah, there's not there's not a lot of foliage around. That what happens when the sun starts to set? I mean, it's yeah. beautiful. The colours that are against all the rocks and the sunset. So then this it just the starkness just turns to beauty. Um, and then as soon as, and then as soon as you're getting into that first night, you start to feel like you're in it. Like as soon as it turns into night, you're suddenly you're in the race. Oh, okay. You're in the event. You're, you're not. You've you've left the outside world and you're in. 
Um, and then yeah. that night, interesting we, way to put it. Yeah, left the outside world. Yeah, yeah, it's real, and that's my, and that's when I start to get to my favourite place. And with a few different people, we sat there. I was with a few people. Got um, doing one of the biggest peaks. Um, and Candace often, and people often talk about it. She does a lot of out and backs. She has three out and backs that. Um, take you up to look at the amazing amazing views lots of people are up there at night time so we oh. get up there we can't see anything but oh. that's only a few of us obviously there's lots of others that go up yeah. and it's daylight um but we we sat up you could sit up and you could feel where you are you just couldn't see so much where you were yeah um and then when the second day the, the after that first climb um got into an aid station and Somebody who'd run Bigfoot said to me, my friend Tom said to me, it's always good to have a bit of a rest here yeah. because the next the climb that's coming up next. So I didn't have crew this time. Um, so I didn't get to sleep in a van. So you sleep yeah. in the sleeping area and everyone's chatting outside. Yeah. So if you're a really solid sleeper, you're probably okay. Yes. And oh. then you tell someone if you want to, when you want to be woken up. So the whole time you're asleep, there's people coming by going, number 54, it's time for you to get up. Number 33, it's time. So oh. uh, an hour, and a, about an hour later, I kind of got up and I hadn't, I'd had maybe a minute, lucky if it was that. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't sort of too bad because we'd only been going for less than 24 hours. So that was fine. Um, and my plan was to sleep on the trail a bit as well, where it's quieter. That was difficult because it rained on that first day quite uh, a lot, so that was kind of difficult. So you would just normally just lay down on the side of the trail somewhere? Yeah, well or not... Would you use your blanket? Or like a, a, oh, because you, you, you've uh, got a reasonable pack, wouldn't you? Yeah, we do. So what? So even though I had the emergency blanket, which would have been great, there's yeah. we, the bivvies that are over here, uh, the bivvy sacks, I would always have a bivvy sack now. So yeah. that's, that's sort of something to learn. I don't know, they were here, I should have just grabbed bought one and gone but um and then it was so from that moment on from the first morning on it was just we there was no sleep regime at all we knew that yeah. we weren't being we weren't going to have any and uh. my friend adrian that ran i adrian and i ran we were in tahoe together and we ran lots of bigfoot together so we would have maybe you just have minutes yeah. there was one point when he said how are you going i was in front of him and i said well, yeah you know i'm a little bit tired because everything in front of me was starting to swirl when I, con when I when <laughs> just I was a bit tired. Yeah. yeah, and he goes, "Cause you're all over the track," and I went, "All yeah. right." I said, "Let's just let's just rest." So he just stopped and then tried to have on and off sleep. And I said, "How long was that?" And he said, "Well, it's nearly ten minutes." So. Oh wow! All right, we got a few, and then we took off again. Don't overdo it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and <laughs> ten then, whole minutes. Yeah, and then sometimes we would go off and be and be running like really dragging ourselves along, barely moving. And somebody came past who we'd been at the previous aid station with. And some of these aid stations are like 31 kilometers apart and they're yeah. mountain kilometers, like big, big distances. And he was, and he'd left a long, long time after us. And he was passing us and we were like, what? Like, yeah. I'm going really slow. This isn't great. And there was only for one section and we just picked up. So we went from yeah. being absolutely knackered, shattered, exhausted yeah. to, um, Flying, feeling great. It's oh. amazing. It's it's a it's a crazy sort of thing. And then no, we went through. Is that the is it your, your little rest or the food you're eating? Like what? What do you think? What it's, do you it's making sure your food's good. Yeah. Um, eating, making sure you've got some decent food inside of you. Um, my friend Tom said to me at Tahoe, making sure you're getting your sleeping and your food. Um, if you get if you can get if you can check into that well, then yeah. you, then you then you'll come good again. We didn't do the sleeping well. I did take lots of a few notos, but they're. Um, but the food and my hydration and, yeah. and nutrition and everything and all, was really excellent. That's so great. that 
yeah so you just felt like you could have you could just get the energy and a friend of mine was running a miler in New Zealand a couple of weeks later and she was saying how hard it was getting and I said just stand up and Adrian had me do this at Bigfoot stand up and sprint sprint just oh, I don't know 10 meters 20 meters just yeah. sprint click your body back into it again wake your body up just sprint it's a good idea. give yeah. you a bit of a shot of adrenaline really yeah that's an interesting philosophy it's, yeah Adrian did it at the top it was the top of the mountain though so it was a little bit kind of <laughs> scary and he said did um can you would you will you do something and I'm like <laughs> I don't know what it is. He goes, no, you got to 100% tell me that you're going to do this. And I went, right, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes, drop your pack. And he goes, I want you to sprint to that tree and back. <laughs> and he goes, you can do it. Yeah. And we went, yeah, we can actually kind yeah. of wake up. So we were kind of playing a few of these games. And at one point we went through a field. And he's probably activating some of your fast twitch muscle fibers think so. as well. Yeah. yeah. And you would know but way more about that yeah, than me being a coach. No, that's an interesting, yeah. I've never even thought of that, but that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. shake it up, do something mm. sort of completely different. Yeah. Instead of just dragging you sort of along, yeah, go faster. When you're tired, go faster. Just briefly even. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah cause it's so much. And I guess from these really big, long races, you, yeah, um, it's amazing how how well you can come you can come good. We hear a lot about the elites doing it that yeah. they get really tired and then they can speed up again. Yeah. And it's really hard for us sometimes to get our head around that in terms of how tired are they, how strong are they, what's the points of differences. Yeah. But for every person, every person, you can come good again. Yeah. It's not the end of it. I think that's probably what I've learned from multi stages, that you get up and you have to go again. It's, yeah, it's, it seems like you've got to just, I think, I, I, I've, I've learned, and you probably know this, you would definitely know this, is learning that the lows are just part of the process yeah. sometimes. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously yeah. there's times when you're like, maybe I need to stop for, you know, there could be something wrong, you know, but you learn to know when that is really happening. Yeah. But I mean, quite often it is just going, okay, this is just a, a stage in the, like this is part of, I'm going yeah. to come, a, eventually so something's going to change. Yeah. You don't know how it's going to change, but it'll, it'll change. Yeah. If, if for some, yeah. That's so true, isn't it? And knowing yeah. that, and it was, um, yeah, and, and maybe stopping and having something to eat and just sort of resting. Mm. And I think that, and I talk about that this bit with Andy Dubai, and I think he was talking about that night in the store too. Andy, but, just to be, just to clarify, your coach? Yeah. Andy, Andy Dubois? Is that his yes, name? Yes, yeah. Yeah, and he's, can, sorry, well, the, he's the coach from... What Mile is 27. Mile 27. Yeah. Right. Very cool coach. And yeah, yeah and a, you've met... Yeah. He did a talk here at the shop and you, you were saying... Yeah, yeah and he... That... Because um, I can run... I used to run sometimes because I'm always pretty always pretty high. Yeah. So I'll always be the, the one out there smiling and happy no matter what. Like, I'm always happy and it is my happy That's place. Great. And yeah, like, this, yeah. this is the... I don't know how people can not be happy out there. Even if you're hurting, mm. man, we're out there doing... We're having fun and always volunteers that are doing stuff for anyway. But then... So if I'm always, always high and if I'm not feeling high or if I'm feeling low, which I don't often feel low, but I might be feeling a little bit negative... I was saying to having a chat with Andy about this before I went is actually not feeling anything, and yeah. I said that to my friend too when she was in, doing her myeloid that just don't it's like don't feel anything, don't yeah. feel high or low, don't 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 mess around with your brain like that. Just don't feel, just move. Yeah, just keep moving without putting all this emotional sort of stuff in. I'm either great or I'm not great. Well, that it's actually you don't have to be either. You just got to do. Yeah, like uh, to be honest, um, as much whether you like or. Ha- hate the brand nike's slogan is one of the best slogans around you know oh, yeah just, just, just do, do it, it. Just yeah it's truly don't, don't think just yeah. do you know just yeah 
That's but, um, so true. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I am. Um, because I mean, I've had, and we've all had those runs. The other night, I had to, I wanted to get out and get go for a run, and it was by the time I put my own kids to bed, you know, it was after eight o'clock, and yeah. I, I didn't want to go out. I had to do ten k's. All I wanted to do is go to bed. So it was a big yeah. end of a big day. I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to do it. I just so I put my gear on, you know, and I just I went out and did my ten k's, and I felt tired. Yeah, and, you know, it was just one of those. All I wanted to do is curl up. And watch a bit of Netflix, you yeah. know, on those nights. And like, but you know, it was Definitely. like, did, did the, I did the, got the run in, and I did it, and I, and I'm, I felt better for it, and I slept, yeah. I slept like a, a log that night. Yeah, and <laughs> I know? guess that when you do that, you finish that, then don't you? It's not yeah. like the next day. Is no. it, are you a little? Are you a little step behind? Like when yeah. do you, when do you catch that up? And you, I think that know. do you think that that's maybe something that what drives a lot of us is not there is that that determination. But we are well aware that if we don't stick to it, we're going to have to play catch up. And ca- catch up is so much harder. Yeah. Mental catch up as well is Absolutely. so much harder than just get it, just Nike. Well, just do it. Just do it. It yeah. stresses you out. I mean, sometimes, mm, yeah. like, and you don't want to be carrying stress. Like, so you think, I'm just going to go out and run five, like, I don't have time or the energy to do yeah. 10 kilometers. I'm going to run five kilometers. Yeah. It's better than no kilometers. Definitely. And, and, I, abs- I couldn't agree with you more. And, yeah. like, um, some days, and it could come down to, you know, you're just not feeling it. And like, I'll sometimes just go, look, I can't find my running shorts. They're all in the wash. Uh, I might just stay home. <laughs> but now I'm at a point where it's like, you know what? I'll wear any shorts out. Like, I'll just yeah, I'll put my, nice. my, my board shorts on. Yeah, and go, nice. If That's I, awesome. If, yeah. I mean, if it's obviously it's on a big long run, I want to be proper prepared. Yeah. But if I, one of those runs where I'm just getting the runs that I need to get in, I'll do it in whatever. I'll run, I'll go out and run in a, a, a like, I, especially if I'm running at night, I don't care what I look like, as long as you know. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. So it's it, it's funny. Like we, and I think that's something that I've learned as I've gotten older. I'm a bit more. Yeah. Because I value, especially one with children, as you would know, valuing time. Yeah. My time. Yeah. To myself, is really important, as because you spend so much time giving to your children. You know, yeah. And, and I. So when I do get that opportunity to go out for my yeah, run, it's everything. got to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's everything, isn't it? It's special. We, yeah, we define it um, in a really, really personal and sincere way. That yeah. time that we have to ourselves, we we respect that time and that we have you, to ourselves. Exactly, it's so important. Like, and you've you um with your running because you have you have a child, a, a daughter. I've got two. I've two, got two yeah, two that are now uh, nineteen and twenty. Yeah. Um. So there was years where. I had to, I was doing, I, uh, as a single parent, I couldn't, uh, yeah, so I couldn't run. I couldn't go outside yeah. and run um, because they were too little. So I had a running machine and I put it in the living room and just got up every morning and just ran 10Ks on this running machine every morning um, until they were old enough for me to go out really, really early. The treadmill. Yeah, the treadmill. <laughs> but I loved it though because yeah. it meant I, could, I was still running. Yeah. But, and also, yeah, like we said, that, that I think that the most important thing, my role was the most important thing was to nurture these two humans, to make them really good humans and really good contributors in our communities and yeah. society. So that was more important than kind yeah. of anything. I, there, was other, there was times that I would go outside and jump on a... I think, I don't know where, I don't know how I got one, but one of those little, you know, those round little bouncy things you bounce on? I don't know if you have them anymore. The little trampolines. Yeah, little trampolines. Yeah. I would jump on that to try and do stuff or get a skipping rope. They're or good, do, yeah. Yeah, I'll no. do something All to try and keep fit, but yeah. without having to sort of leave the house. And no, that. you do what you've got to do. I, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I've um, I've done runs in, I don't own a treadmill. 
I've run around my backyard. I've done yeah. five k's in my backyard before. Yeah, and like nice. Just running around in circles. Yeah, that's and so you, doable. You know, hey, kids are in bed. Just got to like seriously. Like if you if you want to do it, you'll find a way to do yeah. it. Yeah, and that's what I say to the people I coach. Like you know, there's a, there's always a way. You know, there's enough. There, oh, I'm so busy. You know, so we're all, everyone's busy. You yeah, know? that's and, not. You just get up a little bit earlier. Anyway, unless they're really little, I get yeah. that. If you can't, yeah. if it's yeah, if it's but you made it work. You made yeah. it work somehow. Trampoline or I mean, skipping is actually a really great exercise. Yeah, and, and little like did I know then. Yeah, yeah, so good for strengthening your tendons. Yeah, and, and like. It's really good for core, core strength. Yeah, I and, said to yeah. a friend of mine who was she was finding it hard to find her mojo and her daughter. She's got, and she's a doctor, so her hours are really big. She's a specialist actually, and uh, her daughter's little, um, and she was trying to find her mojo. And I said, just go outside to I don't know where she's moved house now, but there was a lane, a small lane. I said, go outside with the baby monitor. Yeah, and just do a hundred. Steps that way and 100 yeah. steps this way. Sprint, 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 sprint. Just get your body alive and yeah. you're right next to your house because that, even those movements and what's happening to your body, your endorphins start yeah. and then your mojo starts coming back. And and of course you can't go further unless she works that out with with who's looking after her daughter or if her partner's at home. But it's a start, right? Rather than just yeah. when she's asleep. I said, even if it's 10 minutes. It's exactly. On my... It's better than no minutes. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I think, oh, it's great. No. And the endorphins, just crave your, crave yeah. the endorphins. No, exactly. Yeah. It's funny, actually, the endorphins thing, and my wife told me about this. My wife works, she's a nurse, but she, we, we both, I've read there's a study that came out not too long ago about um, the, that runner's high is yeah. actually got more to do with um, the cannabinoid receptors in our brain than it does with the endorphins. As ah. in the same high that pot smokers get when they wow. smoke weed, huh. we, we get it to a far more mild degree with, with um, when we run. It's it, it's activating the exact same receptors. And, oh wow! And but you know and so there you go. That's amazing. I had sort of no it, idea. It was somebody bit... smoking pot at Bigfoot, I think. Oh. You know, yeah, in America, but that would have been, I would have been snoozing just because it just would have been so tired. Oh, that's that the last point. thing you want in yeah. a race. Yeah, you know, oh, that looks so comfy, that mound of grass. <laughs> and then they go wake up and it's Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> so take us to back to your race, yeah. your Bigfoot race. Um, you, um, that was all, that's really fascinating insight into the getting getting moving. And so, you've, anyway, you've, you've been um, you're a few days of running. Yeah. So, and, and like, so. Were there any low, real low points? Like no, I don't ever get to low points ever. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm a realist. I guess I yeah. know what I'm. I know that everything out there. I know I've chosen to be out there. I know how special it is. I've I'd spent months and months and months thinking about Bigfoot, so I didn't want to get into Bigfoot and have it over. Yeah. Because then it's well, then it's over. Like it, I wanted to be in it for as long as I kind of could be in it. Um, value for money. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I guess the only, the low points, the difficult points, and I found this with Tahoe as well, but not only at Bigfoot towards the end, is that you're, and I, in in Bigfoot I worked on kilometres. Yes. And in, in Tahoe I worked on miles. And then I told all the Americans, you guys have got to convert to kilometres because it's so much better for your brain. But miles take ages to get through. They do. Kilometres, you can just click them off. Like, they're brilliant. Like I said, you've got to work kilometres, and they kind of started to agree with me. But it's when you think that you've got... You've got um, You're getting that positive reinforcement on yeah, your watch every kilometre. Definitely. And I don't really yeah. use my watch out there. 
Mm. So I didn't, but I can tell. I can tell, yeah. I can feel kilometres. So I knew what was kind of coming. Oh, but cool. yeah, definitely. And I knew when I was supposed to be somewhere. The last, I think the last 20, 30, 40 Ks, I put my watch on to start ah. sort of counting it down. I knew I was going to do that. I thought I was going to do it for the last 20. But when you get to the end of the last 80 or 60, your brain, because of the amount you've gone, your brain's telling you you're finished, you're almost there. Yeah. But you're still like 80 mountain miles. Uh, uh, a K, sorry, K, 16 Ks or something to go. It's so it's a long way. Yeah, so that kind of messes yeah. with my head a bit. The yeah. last 20 kilometres of Bigfoot is on the road, so you're running yeah. into the town. So that messes with your head a bit because you keep thinking it's just there or I'm in a car and I'm going to go faster. But I would have to say that even though... Your leg turnover would be slightly faster, though. And that made yeah. it so much easier. Oh, yeah. Actually, sorry, the first 20 Ks is... No, the first, say, maybe 6 or 8 Ks is on an awesome downhill switch back oh she's not really sort of a switch back so that was fun that was on a mm. dirt road and then we got onto the bitumen onto the actual where lots of car oh, a few cars but if i had to either choose that or a really difficult trail that had lots and lots of rocks or yeah. way like lots more logs to climb over this was much easier like yeah. we're just running exactly yeah, yeah. No, that's an interesting um, and then some point. guy came past there was a guy coming up behind us and i said to my friend adrian let's keep like let's we can't let him beat us, and I'm yeah. not that. That's not how you think at all. But I was kind of, my friend was finding it sort of difficult in the road, and I thought, now let's get some momentum going. If we're actually trying to beat someone, it will, it will, it motivates you to move yourself faster. Of course, we didn't care at all if this person passed us. So running along, yeah. and, this, and this headlamp came up behind us, and I thought, well, they must be coming faster, but it wasn't them. It was yeah. some other dude. Oh. He flew past us and then absolutely disappeared. We couldn't see his headlight anywhere. And he was in the race. Yep. Yeah. We think he was in the race, because yeah. we do a lap of the school to get to the finish line. Yeah. And we and apparently he was doing a maybe a three-minute something Ks or something around the finish line. Whoa. And I was like, where did he come from? Like, where? How was he running that fast? After. And we've never seen him in this race before. And yeah. somebody said, oh, I think, I, I'm sure somebody said he's a road runner. And I went, yeah, yeah but why does that matter? Like, he, had the, he didn't swap over his road running legs. I, I know, get a new set of legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, but he was but pretty, he that was, was pretty amazing. If he's that... He was holding back for so yeah. long. <laughs> holding back, he knew this bit was coming. Yeah, he's going to win the race in that last 20 yeah. kilometres. And maybe it comes back yeah. to that same point we were bringing up before, that even though he was tired and fatigued, that you can actually speed up. Yeah. It's easier to speed up. Walking was really hard and running was much easier and yeah. maybe the sprinting part was... I Going faster is easier. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah. It, it, that is really interesting in that kind of... Um, in that context, going faster is easier. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it, I mean, like with yeah. my training, I always, and people that I coach, is I give them, I want them to train at every speed. Yeah, So nice. obviously, yeah. the longer the run, you want to do lots of long, slow running. But it's important to have your body used to training, running at every different type of speed. So you yeah. do, your muscles know how to work in every conceivable way. So you can give one mus your muscles a bit of a rest, you know. Yeah, so it might be definitely. running faster, running in your high end, you know, yeah. just for a few minutes even. like or, or Yeah, ten, it doesn't have seconds. to be long. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. That's fascinating. Um, yeah, that's really amazing. I remember, this is a bit of a change, uh, the first time we, we met, do you remember the first time we met? You probably don't. Were, were we, was it on a switchback? No, it was coming up. No, it was it was during the Hubert 100 yeah, last year. You were 
it was I was you were in the closing stages leading the oh, hundred mile. Oh, you were coming down the escarpment. I was coming down. That's Hale, where we met because you were with Haley Teal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we um, and it was sort of like we knew that you were in front because the hundred mile you guys had started the day before. We were only two hours into our hundred k, and um, we were coming down and. We saw you coming up and you had this big smile on your face and I think none of us really knew you at that point. Yeah. And it was like, oh my God, it was such a highlight for us and it gave us something to talk about for the next couple of hours. That's, that was on my favourite, one of my favourite times in a race was that bit on the escarpment. I mean, I was, obviously I was, ha- yeah. I was having, a, I'd had a great run, I loved it out there, it was really, really beautiful and knowing that you were, that you were in the front is a really great feeling. Yeah. But to that to the aside, coming up and you got to pass all the other runners didn't you, you? Well, yeah and, yeah and you guys were coming down yeah. and we were all meeting and talking on this beautiful piece of escarpment it was amazing like almost like sunrise and it was yeah and we were all you guys were all happy and i could feel how happy you were to see me but i could also yeah. feel how happy you guys were in your race yeah and i was happy it was just we were, the whole escarpment was like beaming it was, with it was joy. beautiful hey. and you're on to, yeah. on the side of saint mary's peak on, on the on the edge of this yeah. ancient rock formation, yeah, the Peter yeah. Pound, and like it's and it, there was a real sense of like I don't know. I always I love this feeling in trail races that I get. And I had it in that race a lot. Yeah. Is that sense of my place on the planet? Like I felt yeah. like I was just this little dot yeah. on, the, on the planet, and um and I could almost feel like I could have these out of body experience, especially later in the race. I feel like I can see myself from space, like if I was on a go- looking yeah, down on Google really Maps. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I love that feeling. Yeah. Um, that I'm not just like on a street in a town or in a house. I'm on the side of a mountain in a... Um, yeah. In, that people have been... That's so superb. Yeah, and that was great. And like, you know, we saw you and then um, you probably all the way to the finish, you got to see all the 100k runners. Yeah, it was and, pretty and, awesome. Yeah, get a whole heap of high fives to push you that last 10k's or so. That would have been amazing, and like, and that was a really good um, day that that weekend because it was a hundred mile for the Hubert One Hundred, and it was also the hundred k. It was the first time they had run yes. either of those races, and I was doing the hundred k, and and so you finished first in the hundred mile, as in first outright, and then which is fantastic, and so I'm not sure how you. I think you might have been a couple of hours ahead of the second place runner, which was. I can't remember. It was a, yeah, know, it was I think a man. Yeah, it was one hour forty-five um, or something. And then the 100K was taken out by Haley Teal. Yeah. So it was a great day for women and in running. Yeah, she's, and Haley's awesome. I, I came second to Haley, which you know, I was happy to. I was only 13 minutes behind her, but it was one of those races. We ran together. Oh, nice. We ran together for quite a long time. We probably we all there was a few of us and we chatted for probably the first 35 k's. Nice. It was like going on a Sunday long run. That's so nice. And then and then we we sort of all of a sudden the conversation sort of stopped and we started to stretch <laughs> out. And um, I took off for a while. And I I mean I I knew how strong Haley Teal is as a runner. Yeah. And I was like, if I can keep her behind me as long as possible, I'll be stoked. And um, but sure enough, her. I think my leg speed was quicker than hers, but she just has the ability just to keep pushing the same speed. Yeah. You know, like whereas I was a, bit, a little bit small stop start and you know. Women are really and, good at that consistency. Women yeah. will just, yeah, you'll often find a guys, um, guys will often drop drop in behind you. Yeah. Um, because they've been a bit some, some or some all over the place, and they can see that you're just consistent, and they'll yeah. just drop in just to grab. 
your momentum. Yeah. And then they'll yeah, we, we run we run differently. I think that Absolutely. That, yeah. And I think women run with less ego than men. And I'm I'm And we place it out from the beginning. We know how we we've got our mm. whole race worked out in our heads well, before we start. That particular race I fell into the trap of gone, yeah. You know, it was that fifty something Ks in and I was in front and I was like, you know, just gotta hold it together yeah. for another forty yeah. odd kilometers. And even though deep down I knew that I couldn't hold her, <laughs> you know, but I thought I'm going to do the yeah, best I can. Yeah, that was a possibility. A couple and you of times she caught up to me and then left me. And then I, um, you know, I, we were cat and mouse for a while. Yeah. I, I, I caught up to her. And then I, with about oh, maybe 30 k's to go, I think I lost her. And then um, I came across some hikers and I said, did a woman just come through here? And they go, yeah, she just came through like five minutes ago. And I was like, I wonder if it's like their version of five minutes. Oh, yeah, five minutes ago, five minutes. Or is it actual five minutes? Yeah. You know? And so, and you wouldn't know. And and it wasn't, and then it got dark and I thought, I can't see her head torch. Yeah. And and I couldn't see any head torches behind me, thankfully. And that's the worst feeling is when you look back and you see a head torch coming up. Absolutely. And, um, but, and then the 100k, we had to run into the campground, but then we luckily didn't have to go over the mountain again. Yeah. We just ran, did a 1k lap around the campground. Oh, yes. Okay, yep. And I know in, where you were. But yeah. as I came into the campground, I heard the crowd cheering and I heard her finish. Ah. And so she was only about a kilometre ahead of me, but that last kilometre took me like 13 minutes. Yeah. Because I was, I was dead, but also my head torch was dying uh, and I couldn't see uh, yeah. the ground. And it, and it just was like, a, I was sort of staggering a little bit. And, oh, but yeah. I, I lost my head torch on that yeah. run too. But yeah. It ran in the dark for a while. But it's just amazing. And like, and people, and something I mentioned to you yesterday about, you know, the whole concept of, um, and I mean, when I finished, I was so proud. I was like, Yes, yeah, you did amazing. first man, yeah. it was one of my best runs to date. And the first thing some of the guys said to me as I was coming in, a, a guy, I forget who it was, he's one of the runners, you know, he's everything, he'd done the 50. And he comes out and he goes, oh, I've got some bad news for you, Daniel. He ran the last sort of 100 metres with me. And he goes, oh, you've just been checked. Oh, God. And I'm like, here's my great moment. Yeah, that's so... And I'm Tosser like, is just, I know you're like yeah. you're shitting on my performance and you're shitting on her performance. Yeah, and you're shitting and on everyone with those yeah. kind of shitty comments. I mean, I was stoked. I come across the finish line. I had my wife and my children waiting for me. Yeah, and it was like, my, and because there were no updates from the course, my wife didn't realise how well I'd done, and she was shocked to see me yeah. come in. And yeah, it was an amazing moment and then, for her. But that whole concept of of getting chicked, I just, I resent it. And I know it's a really, I'm bringing it up as a, I think it's not good for me. I, I wish it would die out of the sport. I think, yeah. Yeah, I think tra- ultra running is one of those sports that it deserve that, that, that the playing field is, is much more level. Yeah. That should be more level. Yeah. I think there's way, way bigger, more exciting, interesting things to be thinking about over there when you yeah. reduce it to things like that. Yeah. It's really grubby and it belongs somewhere else. Like maybe take that to the you know, football field or where that kind of mentality is, doesn't belong in here. And I would have to say from travelling a lot around the world running and spending a lot of time in America or where some of the the top athletes are running, that kind of um, attitude is just, that's a bygone era. People aren't doing it. People are watching men and women be brilliant regardless of... Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. we do look at, when we look at Courtney DeWalter and say, like, that was phenomenal what she did. And because she is phenomenal, but no one is going to say... 
um, you've got tipped by Courtney Dewalter. It's not. It's got. It's you came yeah. second to Courtney Dewalter. She's just. Exactly. She's. A, she's an entity now. But so yeah, that's really sort of unfortunate. And I guess mm. there's a lot of sort of commentary out there at the moment, which sometimes it's a concern because some people just want to be a point of difference. Some people just yeah. want their their little their ideas sort of put out to them out there into social media so that's that's unfortunate and and yeah. but but at the same time it, it, it often doesn't get many wings it doesn't go very far but the thought that women we need to get more women into um the really big races which i would have to say if women want to go into really big races they just will <laughs> like yeah, we don't <laughs> you don't want that like that that leg up no yeah. when some people yeah. saying we should get double points into a lottery system and yeah. i think most of the really most women i would hope if there was any races where you got special treatment because you were a woman you would actually avoid those races i mean i don't understand how they work let's let's just do a natural progression of how things happen yeah we know what a great sport this is we it's so wonderful there's no money in it we do it because we love it so we don't actually need to contrive it into well, those we the, the the silly things that happen in maybe other areas of life that actually seem at the yeah. moment to be good ideas, but long term effect is often not so great. So women will get that. Like women will be in these races when they want to, but also we know that there are such a, a massive increase in women um, trail running or yeah. when yeah at times when they choose to become or not trail runners or mountain climbers or mountain bikers or expedition people like there's a bunch of different things that I think I definitely think women I mean have a a genetic advantage in endurance events yeah I think I mean you could say men are stronger but I think you know whether it's through just through the the child the ability you know that women have to give have child birth you know have that there's some inbuilt Thing, in a, of survival, in survival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. I think there yeah. is some writings of, of the longer the distance, the, the the gap between men and women starts. It gets shorter and yeah. smaller and smaller the longer the distance, um, and that makes that makes sense. And that would be based on statistics, not just yeah. people's opinion. Well, exactly, and that's what really matters is the, the numbers. Yeah. like people. There's a lot of opinionated people out there. There was a study done on western states yeah. um about um the how would you call it like um the women actually completing there's a higher completion rate of women uh, in western states huh. than men so men, more yeah. male dnfs than yeah women, you know that's not that interesting i think mm. that and i don't know and i don't do the study or study of anything like that i know for, for myself because of um, there were so many years that I couldn't go on adventures or do anything because I was nurturing my children, bringing yeah. my children up. So I couldn't. So when I was able to, I wasn't going to let go of them. And also because of the amount of time I spent away from my children and the money that I was spending on myself, there was no way that I was coming home yeah. without um, without finishing it. No, no, and without completing it. I set on a task and I was going to complete it. Um, and I think that's when you st- when people start getting down to that determination and the drawing up of grit to say that I'm, I'm it doesn't matter whether you're you're a natural at it or not, but when you draw up on that grit and just keep going till you don't stop, I think women do have like you say much of that absolutely. And- and childbirth is a good example. Yeah. You, there's no backing out. There's no backing out, yeah. Yeah, once, yeah well, you can't DNF that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, yeah. Yeah, no, I know exactly In what you the mean. In all the positive kind of ways, yeah. yeah. No, it, there's nothing more... 
So as, as, a, as a husband, and I've been there for all three of my children's births. Yeah. Watching oh. my wife give birth was the most, like, yeah. it was terrifying but amazing and just like... Yes, it must be amazing to yeah. watch how empowered and strong that she was. Yeah, just so, so hard, you know, like, and she didn't, yeah, she just got so focused. And to be honest, like, I did everything I could to help. But she, um, yeah. it wouldn't have mattered if I was on fire. If I was, if I was literally in flames, she wouldn't have noticed that I was there. She, yeah. Know, because at the end of the day, it was all <laughs> her. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I especially my, 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 my son, who's only one year old now, I actually delivered him, and um, which huh. was really cool. Nice. Which is, I wanted yeah. to be involved. But even then, she probably could have done that herself, you know. And so, the, look, I think I'm just... I mean, I've got two daughters and I sort of think as a male in the sport and, you know, the sport I'm so passionate about, whether or not they go into it, you know, or whatever they decide to do in their life, I think I just want to be like, I guess I, I, I and I say this, and people can say whatever they want about me, but I just want to advocate, be an advocate for, for, yeah. for, the, for the, these young up and coming women and, you know, like, because that's... I've got a vested interest. I care it's, about. It's exciting, isn't it? I care about what yeah. happens to my daughters and my daughters in the future. Yeah. And I care about how my son is going to treat daughters. Yeah, in the future, most definitely. I you know? feel very much the same way. Yeah, it's really important that that you know he can still be a strong man and not feel emasculated. Yeah. By being beaten by a woman, you know, yeah. it's not. A, I I mean, I, when I going back to that race in the Hubert well, Hubert one hundred, I got beaten by a really good athlete as opposed yes. to I got. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So that's that's sort of the attitude I like to take. And you know, yeah. anytime I hear, it's it is becoming more like people get a bit more used to. Oh, a woman won, no big deal. Like it's great, you know. Like yeah. I, I, I like it when it, it's not emphasized too much. Like it's just like, like okay, first place was Courtney DeWalter or someone. Yeah. You know, when it's not overly. Oh my goodness, a woman beat a man. You know, yeah, like, and I think one of my favourite things, the pictures I saw, um, if people could just Google it, but it was the Iger, and Mick Kite had run yeah. the Iger this year, and a picture came up, I think on Facebook or somewhere, I, it was a, it's an awesome, awesome picture. I did post it, I think, on my, yeah. on our tra- um, of the podium, and the first, second, third man are up there, and the first, second, third woman are up there together. Yeah. And they're beaming. They're all beaming. So they're all, they're, and it yeah. was a big enough podium to fit it. And I thought that's one of the best podiums I've ever seen. I can't, we can't tell by looking at it of who, um, of who whether, who? who, yeah, we don't yeah. know that. All we yeah. know is that the, and that, that's a, that was a pretty awesome sort of podium. And I think that those people that make those pissy comments probably make pissy comments a lot in their life about a lot of things. Yeah. Because that's just how their brains are kind of working or thinking that, because it really they're actually trying to rain on people's parade yeah which is um that's a that's it's a pissy sad. thing to do yeah yeah and, and i think i mean i mean this is one sport and you know i think that and that's why i think it's a, it could you, um, you hope that there's a ripple effect into other parts of society when that yeah. things, that there's a shift in attitude you yeah know? Like, you know like and, you know t- amazingly like Women weren't even allowed to compete in the marathon. Yeah, and I like, know. The Oli- first such, women's yeah. Olympic marathon was in 1984. That, it's nuts, isn't it? Women, and there's that famous footage of that runner, that female runner coming in all wobbly. Yeah. And then people say, see, women can't yeah. run marathons. 
she that woman just that was one woman out of all the women and it was a ridiculously hot year you know yeah and she um, yeah yeah and she raced it and yeah. she yeah, yeah she so she yeah she hit it. the wall hard but you know like but, well, but wasn't it in the hydration nutrition and everything was different back in those days well, as well so, so much less was understood yeah but I, yeah um, probably running in dunlops and yeah i know it's amazing <laughs> Did, um but like the um the whole yeah, and the, was it the first Boston Marathon? The, uh, Catherine Switzer? Yeah. It's That's an amazing story. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? Just, yeah, yeah really amazing sort of story. And uh, I mean, I'd have to say, I think that all the goodness in the sport is where, is it really the place that everyone should gravitate mm. towards? It's, well, there's really, be, there's beautiful thinkers out there. I mean, all, and yeah. like all of you crew that are doing podcasts sort of around the world as well, like that, the, and they're really, there's really good thought yeah. in, in those podcasts. It, there's clever thought yeah, yeah, it's cool. in the stories that people are telling. So yeah. um, I think that will end up taking over. All the, I think the other okay. stuff just gets sifted out a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I hope so. And it's part of the reasons. It's a good environment to, to be around. I like being around runners and taught, you know, if you want to feel good about humanity, Stand at the finish line of an ultra marathon. Yes, That's what I always say. I do too. I just yeah. wrote that in the, my yeah. write up. Was it exactly ah. that, Daniel? I yeah. said this is where I love that love about humanity. The same yeah. thing. Yeah, me, me too. I've, and mm-hmm. I definitely felt at Bigfoot there was no male, female stuff. And yeah. maybe that was um, maybe that you know maybe Courtney led that way. As soon as she yeah. won Mohab by ten hours, so long. That just maybe that opens up. Anybody that's in the 200s, and then obviously that, that just goes into all different kind of races, I don't know if we kind of realise now how much that's probably changed things. People, it's just, it's when, we're, when men and women are running together and, whether, and, who's, and who's coming first, whether it's a male or female, we don't think so much of it anymore. No. It's no. like the Courtney factor. Yeah. The Dwalter factor. Like, she's just opened it up. That's so, and you definitely don't feel it. No, she's I, I didn't. Cool. I mean, I didn't feel it at Tahoe either. But yeah. there's not, you don't get a lot of ego at these 200s. But people were, you don't feel it. You don't, when you're running with guys or yeah. you don't feel it at all. But surprisingly, Bigfoot was the first time. At one point, I think I was running with about three or four different women. Um, and I've never done that before. I've always yeah. sort of been maybe one woman but I'd often be around guys so that was yeah. that was pretty so when people are saying that oh you're, you know getting more women in ultras I was around four or five women that's really cool yeah within about six hour eight hour period yeah I'm thinking there's women in, there's some women in front and women behind mm. and I haven't seen a guy for ages and this is like this is you know we were running it in a decent position yeah. that was pretty cool like a, yeah that is really cool yeah no that's um such an amazing thing. So you've done all those 200s. Um, as far as 200s go, um, yeah. you've done two of them, have you? I've done Tahoe and Bigfoot. Yeah. And you've done quite a, a few hundreds as well, 100 miles? I've done Western States, Ultra Trail Blanc, Mont Blanc, or UTMB, and the Hubert. Oh. And I can't, I'm not quite sure if I've done any others. Yeah, wow. That's pretty, not sure. You've done some pretty big ones then already. Yeah. Yeah. So what's... Yeah. What's next? Oh. I love to. I could sit here for like four yeah, hours me too. and yeah, ask you about all those different yeah, races, and maybe I have to have talk to you again soon. But like, what would be on? What have you got anything on the horizon? I think I do have a bit of a plan. I think that maybe there's Moab, so yes. I'm working out whether that's this year or next year. Which there's a little fire burning inside of me. What time of year is it? When oh, is it next month? Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, we're living the dream. Just go, I just go and run, you know. Yeah, go back over to the states. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the, well, it's the logistics that's the hardest part. If it yeah. wasn't the logistics, I think I would definitely be there and do it. So there's Mohab is either definitely this year or next year. And then, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe a couple of Australian races. Um, and then looking abroad, maybe Tour de Jeance would be... Great, but then I also... That's only, only 330 yeah, kilometres, isn't it? Yeah, it's That's, just... You've done that before, that distance? Yeah, the elevations, I think, is a bit nuts, but I just yeah. I really love being in these really long-distance ones, oh. and I must really stress it's not about the distance for me at all. It's not to say... You just like to be in, in the it. races for a long it's the time. In it. Yeah. the in it that I, can't, I get to a spot that I am at yeah. my happiest place, and the, and the mm. distance is what gets me there. So it's got nothing to actually do with the actual kilometres, and I don't... And I really hope that people it's such a good don't attitude. focus on the on the distance. I think, and I've been, I've done this before, and I know a lot of people do this, and they go, "Oh, I just can't wait till this is over." Oh, yeah. I just, and it's the real emphasis on the finish. Getting, and the, I mean, finishing is great, but I think the sooner you in, embrace the the middle part of a race, yes, or the the, the in the, it, the, yeah, the meat in the sandwich, you know? yeah, you know, like then then you really get into what the sport is about. Yeah, you know? actually, yeah, yeah, sandwich is a really good analogy because yeah. it's the inside of the sandwich, which is the best part. Yeah, not the, just... The, yeah, the anticipation of a race is good, the finish is great, but it's the inside that's the yeah. most important Yeah, otherwise, what are you thing. doing? And, yeah. I mean, and I've been in races, especially early on, where I just couldn't wait for it to be over, you know? And, like, yeah. I just want to, you know, just counting down the kilometres to get it done. And Why am I running for? Why am yeah. I doing? I don't like oh. running. I need to get another hobby. This is oh. the last race I'm ever going to do. I'm going to rethink this. I've, I've quit running so many times. Yeah. <laughs> Usually yeah. in the latter part of an ultra. I've never, I'm not even doing park run ever again. Yeah. Nothing. I'm going to just yeah. sit on my butt and watch TV. Yeah, no, yeah I'm going to do something else But then now. usually within about a week, I'm signing up for the next race yeah. or, or thinking about the yeah. next race. Yeah, and it's not... Yeah. It's not that finish line that makes mm. you want to sign up again. It's the it's getting through the hardest part of a race. Yeah, that makes you want to go back. Absolutely. That you're actually attracted to the hard part. Mm. Yeah. If it's not hard, then there's not really. That's such a good point. Yeah, and, and I mean, if it was hard, everyone would do it. If it was easy, everyone would do it. Yeah. And like, and yeah, getting going to that low place, if there is a low place, and finding your way out of it. And I, I also like the aspect of, um, like. How can I? There's so many ways. I like to run faster sometimes, and I think, how can I, how can I streamline this performance? How can yeah. I? What could I have done a little bit better? You know, could I have got my nutrition a bit better? And obviously, nutrition and hydration is so important in there. Yeah, run. and it can that it will make or break a race. You know, and like, you know, like I look back at races and I think that was awesome, but I could have probably done it. 10% faster. Yeah, you know, because I made I spent too long at this at these aid stations or. I, I didn't eat enough at yeah, this point. Yeah, I started daydreaming a bit and yeah, yeah slowed and so, down. But that's part of the fun of the sport too. I, I enjoy that aspect of it. And so, um, yeah. Yeah, if we get rid of this need to always, the ego sort of part of it, I know that that gets talked about a lot. Absolutely like going out. And I think that when you, re, when you listen to lots of the elites and they go into a race knowing they want to win, mm. that's not I know that they're competing. Yeah. yeah, but they're not... They're, they're going in, it's, it's them. Mm. They're, they're going in for them. Whereas yeah. I think that some other people may be trying to compete against the person next to you, which they're out to, to win. And, I, yeah. and I'm not really explaining that very well, but they're, they're just, they're, all that's going on in their head is themselves. 
they're not thinking about the other people they're thinking about staying in front and yeah. and themselves and so you're saying think, that's a good thing or well it's not be. well i think i think only thinking of yourself is a good thing not don't don't worry yeah. about what anyone else yeah. is doing. Like they've come to that race and from a whole different circumstances, you walk away, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. Run, just run your best race. Run your race, yeah. yeah. That's a really lovely place to get to. I think that UTMB this year was a really good example. Of, wow, amazingly so, hey. A lot of, there were a lot of people who didn't run their own race and were, were racing yeah. each other, like Zach Miller, all these top-end runners. Yeah. And they all, I mean, conditions were hard and it's a hard race. And I do feel like, like, and like Jim Wormsley, uh, who else? there was quite a few that just. That oh yeah, Tim Tofferson. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think, yeah. and, and there was, I think I heard one of the interviews with one of the guys that came in the top three, and he said I could see that they were going out way too fast. They yeah. were racing. Like they were racing, it's yeah. like they were in the OCC or the CCC, yeah. like just go just, out fast. Yeah. yeah but not realizing that. You know, you get you might get to 100 kilometres and you still got 60 miles, 60 kilometres yeah. to go, and it's all mountainous. And even though these are these are incredible athletes, yeah, wonderful, beautiful. They just, I mean, I love watching Zach Miller. He's, yeah, he's an awesome runner to watch. Some of the footage of him is just so brilliant. Yeah. But and then you look at Andrew Hoff, and that we yeah. couldn't see him, but we could feel I, him and we yeah. know him, and we spoke about that yesterday. He. He approached that race the same that Mick did and the Iger. They approached that race doing uh, like all of them and the top elites were doing and brilliant, brilliant training. They were wonderful for training, but those Andrew and Mick approached their races. They're very methodical. As, yeah, yeah, absolutely methodical, as hard as they could, knowing what their capabilities were. Yeah, and I just thought like Andrew's race, knowing his how he trains and like I've. You know, I cross paths with him so often on the trails and like just, you know, he's he's fast, hands down, but it's not just that. He had a plan and he stuck to the plan. Yeah, and, yes. And he's got yes. a good, you know, good so coach. so much respect for that. Yeah, and because and, it is so easy, people just throw their plan out the window when, so, and like I always say to my runners, there's only so much you can control in a race. Yeah. You can control what you do, you can control what you drink and eat and how fast you run, but you can't control the weather. You can be yep. prepared for it. Yeah. But like, and so, I, and I, I always say it's better to be ready to, um, uh, like I think of the race as like a river. You can either jump in the river and let it sweep you along and just, yes. see, and just see what happens. And, and quite often you get too caught up in it and you bomb out. Or you learn how to doggy paddle and you just doggy paddle. And like you, you learn... You, you sort of take some sort of control of the things that you can control. Yeah. You can't control Brilliant. everything. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's yeah, what Andy that. Hoff did. He's just got such, and he's so humble. He, he, yeah. He's got every reason to be arrogant, but he has not, not a shred of arrogance on yeah, him. Yeah, he's like know? the loveliest person. And his beautiful family, his wife and his daughter, and they're all there, and that there's that lovely video. Yeah. Him, him coming in, and he sees them, and he's like, he's just face lights up. Yeah, and he, gosh, and then, that's beautiful. Yeah, it was, it was, that was really nice. Okay. I got a bit teary because I was following it online. I was like, ah, oh. and I was watching him move up the places all through the day and night. And yeah, just, you know, he was in about 130th at one point. Just ticked his yeah. way through. You know, you could tell he was just waiting. You yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And really, and it's and it's so nice for our community here to feel that to yeah. have gone on that with him. Yeah. Everyone could feel. Everyone could feel how sensible he was. I guess that's because, like we were saying yesterday, we know him. But to know what a what a strong, sensible 
And when we say sensible, we don't mean like, <laughs> we mean sensible in terms of, he was evaluating everything really clever in his head. Yeah. He was processing tell. it. Yeah. And, and like to finish in the top 100 of a race like UTMB, yeah. when that puts bonkers. him as one of the best runners in the world. Yeah, it's you know? bonkers. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, I, I, and I, I, I feel like I, I met him a few years ago during his first Eurobilla. And I think he did it in about six or something hours, which is quick by to us mere mortals. Like I haven't even broken six hours myself. And he's, he won Eurobilla last year yeah. in, in under five hours. Yeah. And so, you know, but even then, way back, you know, just a couple of years ago, you're just cool lads and he hasn't changed. Like he yeah. just, yeah, so, you know. Got a man crush on him. I love yeah, him. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame, think, yeah. Yeah, I think everybody does. Yeah, no, it's good. But I think, you know, now he's he's having a year off to travel the world. Yeah, I know. He's living the van life. That's so great. Uh, I did say to him, I sent him a message going, if you're at, if you're in Italy one day, if I come over for TTG, it'd be great to catch up. And my brain wasn't equating that he would be long gone by then. Like, yeah. I just, yeah, I was just thinking knows? everything was happening in his vacuum. But Yeah, I know. I will. If you don't know who Andrew Hoff is, I suggest you look him up on uh, Facebook or look up on, uh, on Strava and follow. He's very active on Strava yeah. and you can learn a lot from an athlete by the way they train on Strava. It doesn't mean you can train exactly like them, but you can still learn. Well, a I lot. think that your point yeah. was the, is the most important point for that, that he had a plan, and he stuck to it. Now, that, yeah. I reckon that's one of the most important things and we can deviate we can do lots of other stuff and deviate but he stuck to that plan you've got to be adaptable but yeah. yeah you definitely have to yeah ha have, have plans which is you do that to yourself you're you're you know we're all really really important people in our you know we're important yeah so if you're important then then stick to your plan that's it but yeah i mean like i always i use the attitude like in an ultra i treat it like just like it's like climbing a, a mount everest or something no one stands at the bottom of Mount Everest and goes, gee, I wonder if I'm going to get to the top. I mean, there's a very good chance they yeah. might not get to the yeah, top. But you've got, to yeah. be you've got to have absolute certainty in your yeah. mind as well that you're going to, you've got to, I mean, even lie to yourself almost. Yeah. And like I, my, big, my philosophy for running, and you, because you're so positive and happy when you run, my, I use the approach, I use the term aggressively optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> I, when I'm in a race, I am, I, I'm a bit the same. I'm... I'm throwing out high fives left and right, yeah. and I and the the more experienced I get, the more I realise how important that is for me to, for my success. And like just, I notice the surroundings, notice the other runners. Oh, look at that old tree! You know, yeah. a, that tree is amazing. Oh, look, I love this bit of trail. You know, like yeah. and, and like just you got to choose to it. You choose to do it, and it's it, seriously, it makes my life better. Yeah. You know, like, and, and I, when I'm running, I'm a much happier person. And yes, yeah. It's so fascinating, like the way we, uh, we can sort of rewire our brains yeah. to think to be happier just by telling yourself that you're happier. You know. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And like when, it, so those low points. I mean, oh, you see, you're gonna get them. Just ride it out. It's yeah. Like, you know, just ride that wave until you come back up to the top of it. You know. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. I guess that really point, good point there for people is. To, to when they are running in races or looking at different distances to be doing it only for themselves if they're mm. doing it to prove it to someone else or to compete yeah. against someone else or to get your sugar hit on social media <laughs> it, it will be a sugar hit you've yeah. got to find something deeper than that it's got to be more it can't be to everyone's running now so you're not going to stand out for it yeah. but only i mean sometimes i've taken 
some people out that are kind of getting to a 5k maybe once a week and all they're thinking of is really big distances or wanting to be really great and mm. like getting to a point that they haven't you know, near. Yeah, they're yeah. not near. Now, just start small because this is your journey and we all want to be, if we're all going to live to 100, we want to be running, yeah, to we're 100. Yeah, so you've got absolutely. to have that in mind. Don't make it all happen so quick. Don't If you, if you yeah. make that journey happen too quick, then... You hurt yourself. Yeah, you yeah. hurt yourself and it's kind of, then it's all yeah. over. Yeah. Then and you might enjoy it. It does. The, the, more, yeah. the more races I do, like I remember the first race I did was, uh, I did the Sydney Marathon and I thought, I'll do this marathon and then I'll hang up my running shoes. Yeah. That's it. Uh, yeah. Running anything more than a marathon is ridiculous. You couldn't possibly yeah. run. Yeah, why? Because it's humongous. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And, then, and, then I, and then literally within, well, a year later, I ran Eurobilla, and then it was, and now and I've, was I've run more ultras than I've, than I've run, mar- a lot more ultras yeah. than I've run marathons. Yeah. I've actually only ever done yeah. two road marathons. I should do another marathon one day. I've done, hey. um, yeah, only about four. But like mm. we said, I love the marathon. It's a, it's an, it's a good it's sport. A sp- yeah, it's really, really special. The only thing I would say about the marathon, I ran Paris Marathon and my only regret was racing it. Yeah. If I, if I run any more international ones, absorb it. I'll absorb it. Yeah. I would, my, yeah, it's, yeah, the time wouldn't matter. You'd still run well, but I'd be mm. looking at things. Oh, yeah. And like being, I'd love to do something like some of the bigger ones too. Like if I was going to do another marathon, I'd go and do um, like Tokyo, which, yeah, is, which Tokyo. is really hard to get into. Um, as well. Oh, I was That's in it one year, but I had a stress fracture. Ah, my, yeah. I have a friend that lives in, because I, I used to live in Japan years ago, and um, yeah, a friend of mine, he's done it a number of times. He's qualified for it, and now he's like a sub sub 230 marathon oh, wow. so he's that's, fast yeah that's so, so fast i think he um but like his first time he did it he only just broke three hours and he was because he comes from a cycling background and he uh yeah you got to go the lottery is crazy for it though. but you can yeah. go through traveling fit traveling fit's got tokyo marathon on their list really? so you just yeah yeah you just pay a fee with them mm. and you can mm. well most of them actually like, beautiful yeah yeah um but yeah no so there's lots lots on the list now so yeah so um so you're possibly going to be going over maybe to another race next month. Yeah. Uh, oh no, I'll work it out in the next. I'll hide in your suitcase. I'll yeah. Come, I'll come yeah, and come do. Yeah, come through, come uh, through. Oh, I wish. I, I, I um, not there yet. Maybe in a couple of years. I'll have to um, got family commitments which I love. Yeah. You know, but you know, it's yeah. just um, you know, I do get a little bit of the FOMO, <laughs> the yeah. fear, like, fear of missing out, and like all these. It's just. Yeah, it's fun. There's so many exciting races now. Just what adventures. It's, yeah, and picking it's, those, picking the country or the runs that mean something to you. And yeah, yeah. No, it's really cool. Um, well, we might have to. Uh, I think I've I've, quite, I've hit all the questions I wanted to hit with you. I could talk. We could talk for we hours. We could talk all day. Yes, but um, I I have. Um, I'm going to sneak off for a run before I have to go and pick up my kids. Nice. And so um, nice. so I've got my. Luckily, I've got my parents in town anyway yeah that's um, sensational. that helps yeah at that's the moment. brilliant so i'm gonna we're gonna finish off how i finish off all my podcasts and that's with um my fast five and so right, now i'm getting nervous so it's like it's <laughs> 5k sprint to the finish yeah um and so i this is, is it a, like the further steps can i is it going to be i can take it slow you, you can take it <laughs> you can take it slow you can embellish some of the answers might be one word some yeah. of them might be a sentence or two. You'll be right. No, 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 nothing to be nervous about. No one has failed yet. <laughs> no one has. Brilliant. No one has failed. And there's no D, been no DNFs. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so first question, first kilometer. What is your favourite running film? 
Um, outside Voices. Outside Voices. What's that? Who's outside that? Um, Joel Wolpert, I think, on Jen Shelton. Um, ah. It's just it, the way, and see, now this is going to be like a paragraph. This That's is when okay. Mick Kite goes, now I need to get a muffin and sit down when he has to listen, read my messages. Yeah. Um, it black and white, really lovely music, and just yeah. follow some of the things that she does. Oh, so yeah. it's well made. Jen Shelton was in um, the Born to Run, Born to Run book. Yeah, yeah. Got, she's quite an amazing runner. Yeah, really cool chick. So that was yeah, outside o- outside voices. voices. Okay, I'm going to look it up. Yeah, I, I do this purely for, for, <laughs> for myself. I'm yeah. not doing it for anyone else. Um, number two, kilometre two, bucket list race. I mean, you've done a lot of epic races. Hard Is rock. It? Hard Rock 100, mm, that looks a doubt. awesome. Yeah. Is it, um, do you have to qualify for it? I've got my qualifications, yeah. so I've got to keep getting my qualifications. And I think I've got maybe two, four, I might have six, six tickets in the lottery for next year. Oh, so wow. I'm planning that it's probably going to maybe take me 10 years to get in. So really? it's a 10-year plan. Oh, my God. Yeah, really. I mean, I'm, I'm I pretty lucky. I was so hard. Yeah, I'm yeah. really lucky with lotteries, touch mm. wood. It's just the karma gods yeah. that's sort of shining brightly on me. But, um, yeah, that maybe 10 years. Amazing-looking race. Looks yeah. pretty epic. Um, number three, your favourite post-race treat. So when you finish a big run, what do you like <laughs> to treat yourself to? Uh, I'd have to say... Bigfoot, the first thing I had was a beer. Um, a beer. Yeah. So a beer, and a beer means that you're not feeling nauseous, and a beer yeah. means that you're, it's really well earned. So yeah. if you're ready for a beer, it's, that it's is a good, good feeling. day. I, I remember yeah. in, uh, in Durabilla one year, I said to a guy run I was running with, I was like, I can't wait to have a beer at the yeah. finish. And he happened to have beers, and he handed me one at the finish line. I drank like two sips, and I couldn't. I wasn't, nah, there's something, because you know? you're going too fast. Yeah. I don't think your stomach's ready for it. I know, and it was... It was, yeah, but the idea of it was good. Yeah, when you're I know that feeling yeah. when you're out there and you feel like a beer, but when you finish, you've got yeah. to let, it's almost like that's when you need that chocolate milk to let everything kind of settle a bit. Yeah. yeah. All right, question four. I think I'm going to know the answer to this one. Roads or trails? I love them. Like, they're both great, but it has to be trails. Trails, yeah. yeah. All right, and we're going to finish off the final kilometre. It's not a question. I would like you to finish this sentence. Running gives me... Everything everything that's i think that's a pretty good answer you have a shop you live you run everything you do in your life is around running isn't it yeah Yeah. because it's not just running it's like it's it's, we're sitting down here doing this yeah because of running yeah yeah so and we're going to we what we do at home what we do in our work what we, we we both live our lives around running but it's not just the physical running no but our lives are around it's running, and it's pretty, it, and it and it it does it just keeps opening windows, hey? Like windows just keep opening so when you're good. doing something that you love, and it's not like everyone can do that. And you and I made choices that work really well for us. Yeah, no, that's great. It's such yeah. a such a simple activity, just moving yeah. moving one leg in front of the other, and over across the ground and varying terrains, and it. It opens up, like you say, all these opportunities, and it, yeah, it's it's a weird. I, I often think of it. It's so simplistic. It's yeah. such a simple thing. But that but must it, be why, though. Yeah, I, I I question it in a positive way. I go, I still don't fully understand why. And I've never. Yeah, I'm the, I'm yeah. actually quite the same. Yeah. Why does it have this impact on us when mm. it's just running? Yeah. No, it's fascinating. because it's more than just the running. It's more than that. Yeah. It's more than just running it, it uh, it's it and it has to be the hardest the part where you feel the struggles 
Mm. That's where it, that's where we find it. That's it. Yeah. Well, on that deeply philosophical note, yeah. we'll leave it there. So give something. Give, give everyone something to think about. Yeah. <laughs> Beck, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, it's been uh, yeah. brilliant talking I, to you, Daniel. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we'll um, well, if if you after your next big race, we'll have to have another chat. I'd love you um, to come and meet. My wife, she, I think she would have a lot of good questions for you. She, she's awesome. she's um she's a bit of a character and she's quite popular on the um the podcast. So oh, sensational. Yeah. All right. Well, that would be great. Thanks right. everyone for all listening. Right. Come on into BKT Trail on Green Hill Road in uh, Burnside. Do it. Best place to get all your running gear. Uh, awesome. See you later. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Trail Runners Experience. I had a really great time talking to Beck Butler. I could have spoken to Beck all day. Um, she's just got so many interesting stories and interesting perspectives. And hopefully, I can talk to her again on the podcast um, very soon. Uh, if you live in Adelaide, come in and check out her shop, BKT Trail. It's all your trail running needs from mandatory gear to poles to shoes. Uh, hydration packs it's a really great shop but you know make sure you you know be prepared to go on a shopping spree uh, if you don't live in Adelaide check her out on Facebook uh, check BKT Trout too um, yeah so and also before I go for um, don't forget that I am a coach and if I love coaching it's what I do as a full-time job so if you would like me to be your coach Hit me up on the Facebook page for Distance Runners Unlimited um, or check out my um, email address. It's just distancerunnersunlimited at gmail.com. Um, I love coaching. I can coach from any distance from 5K to ultra marathon. And um, yeah, I, I, I love helping. It doesn't matter if you're slow or fast or somewhere in the middle. I'm your man. All right. Um, thanks for listening and see you next time on the Trail Runners Experience.